one. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Nerds of Legend. Uh, I am Ben. Next to me is Joel, and below the both of us is Brendan. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about. Uh, I said it in the in the title, but we've been calling it the bangability of Freya, or basically why everybody wants to kidnap her all the time, because that's like so many Norse myths. Uh, other than that, you'll be able to catch our first episode of of. Our first official episode of our new Dungeons and Dragons campaign on Thursday, where we'll be delving into the world of Thylea. Uh, we had our session zero last week and had a lot of fun, but now this is the time where the characters actually get to talk to each other instead of just their own little mini arcs. Uh, so we're really excited about it. Will's Will's doing a great job, even after just. Before we even started, he was doing a great job, and we're really excited about that. And then we'll be covering the book Legendborn on Monday, and I can't remember the name of the author by Tracy Dion. Not a huge fan so far, but I am remaining open-minded. Uh that was that was a very visible groan. <laughs> <laughs> so with that. Uh, uh, with that, Ben is trouble saying Y and A in combination without gagging. So, with anything, why? Yeah, it's just like I will. That's for Monday. We'll talk about that on Monday. Uh, Save the goodies for Monday. So, do Tuesday. Monday's Labor Day. So, we oh shit, we'll do probably do Tuesday then. So. Yeah, we have to see. I don't have any plans for Labor Day, but. Except for do nothing, which is what all Americans. It's about. definitely not seeing you fucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, with that, uh, those are our announcements. Uh, Joel, why don't you dive right in? All right, due to a week that's been absolute chaos, this was going to be a little less structured, sadly. Um, for anybody who has listened to any of our episodes, uh, Freya was usually the target of most Jotuns or that would come in and want anything to do with any of them. I'm going to do build you a wall. You give me Freya. I'm going to you marry you. You steal Thor's hammer. You can marry Freya. It's um, I need you to create some items. Cool. I want to marry Freya. Every one of them. And uh, so while researching these, we started asking ourselves, what the hell is going on that everybody is trying to get with her? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I nailed it. Um, right when I started compiling her description, her description is she is greedy and lascivious. Uh, L- lascivious? lascivious. There you go. God, I'm glad you have a better vocabulary than I do. Yeah. Um, she cries tears of gold mm-hmm. um and that's pretty much not just gold red gold um i think that's it we found out why everybody wants her she cries also her hair's gold. made of gold courtesy of loki huh her hair's made of gold courtesy of loki yeah no that's sif oh that's sif oh my bad yeah confusing but- my female uh nurse god this is yeah. my bad portrayed covered in gemstones um and with long long golden hair and 
wearing a cloak of falcon feathers and a boar's headdress, which is gross. She's yeah. Got, yeah, the goddess of fertility, love, battle, and death. Her huh. sacred animal was a pig, and she rode on a golden boar or in a chariot pulled by two cats. I'm also... Um, is the this the she oversees Folkvanger, which is the Vanir, um, the Vanir uh, honored dead hall for the honored dead. Okay, so mm-hmm. it, it's their analog to Valhalla. Then, yeah. yes, she is, a, she is unlike all the gods we've talked about so far. She is not an Aesir. She is a Vanir. Mm-hmm. However, she is believed to have taught them. See the, Huh? She's she taught them the Sather uh yeah, craft. Yeah. The yeah, magic like, Norse magic yeah. stuff. Depending on who you talk to, some people are like, that's cool. Others are like, that dirty bitch, what was she thinking? Yeah. Um I'm also seeing that she is considered the goddess of material possessions and beauty. So Yeah. She's essentially in anal- she's essentially like an analog for uh Aphrodite. Yeah. Like if you take Aphrodite and Freya and kind of put them together, they're pretty much the same thing. Yeah. You know, do you want it? It's it's part of Freya, and that's why she is pretty much the desire. The reason why everybody's after her is she is essentially the personification of I want that, mm-hmm. and so everybody looks at her and is like I want that. Mm-hmm. And we were talking this morning, um, and it's kind of. It's interesting as how, first off, the more you dig into these stories, the more you start just realizing just how much the ancient Norse drank. Mm-hmm. Because their stories are a lot like, so let me tell you what, this is a weird woman. She, she cries gold. And they're like, oh, that's a pretty desirable woman. But mm-hmm. it's just, but um, their gods personify things. Like they personify what, you know, the the men personify what was necessary in the time. Um, they it was more of a strength based society. Freya was you know obviously the most desirable thing that you could get your hands on, and uh, she personified all of that, even to the point of wearing like a boar headdress, which probably is not hot today, but probably you know seventh century. Well, it's probably that's probably more of a thing of her connection with the like magic stuff as opposed to her like a reflection of her beauty. Well, boars are also dangerous and a food source. Like, yeah, you know, like everybody thinks like pigs that that like if you've ever I know I'm pretty sure Ben's seen it, you know, Mm -hmm. being right in the middle of nowhere like myself. But uh, when you see a pig, they're big as fuck. Mm -hmm. Like Pigs are like you You think of like babe. Like from like or whatever, and then you like see one, you're like, oh, this yeah. thing's like the size of a small car. <laughs> yeah. Everybody thinks like a pig is like. I remember the first time I saw a pig. I think I was like eight, and I was like, holy shit! Like this thing is. I could weird. ride this into battle. <laughs> yeah, literally, you could ride it into battle. Like, and and then you think yeah. like now you give it tusks and make it crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um. The, the context of pigs in, in relation to the Vanir, um, they were considered an important symbol because they were used in their sacrificial practices. Yeah. So they actually, there are multiple names for Freya, and one of them was the sow. And then her brother. 
her brother her brother Freyer was was also associated uh, with pigs. I don't know I don't know if it's um it, it, it's not like uh, uh, elephants in uh, in Indian mythology because they were sacrificed. I think it was their their, their purity or, or their vitality. There was an association with the Vanir. Well, I mean, like the pigs can have like I think they can have a, like it's not a litter, but they can. They reproduce a lot faster than cows and like sheep do. So it's oh, yeah, like would would they have like when you could have like eight piglets at a time like every three months? Like yeah, you, you, it's a lot easier to like sacrifice a pig than <laughs> <just> to <laughs> give up you know like a sheep. <laughs> yeah, we we see more and more every week. We see uh, historical and geographical uh, limitations relating. Mm-hmm. Uh, to this mythology and yeah yeah well and they're either a lot hardier and they don't require as much grazing land i think as as sheep do they so like have two to three litters of eight to twelve piglets a yeah. year one pig can produce up to 36 piglets a year they just yeah. need some mud to roll around in yeah so they can't sweat yeah yeah interesting it is it is weird that like now you go the further up north you go you get more um like the symbol of fertility is not, is is not is you know a pig because like thirty six mm-hmm. one pig producing thirty six piglets is insane. Yeah, and so I mean like to think that's your source of vitality. I mean it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Not only in a place where you need to feed somebody and mm-hmm. like a full pig can be eight hundred pounds. Like they're they're huge. And I think they're like full sized within like a very short period of time. Yeah, they go very very fast. And so you think about it, like, you've got people that are eating, and the Norse are massive people, like, mm-hmm. at least that. The Vikings are very big. And, you know, and, like, a sheep only has one at a time, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe two. If you're really kicking them out. Yeah, you know? I think I think it's two to four. I'm not sure, though. Lambs? I, I don't, I think it's just, I thought it was just one. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. So, moving on, yeah. So <laughs> Moving on from animal husbandry. <laughs> Welcome to Farmers a Legend. <laughs> the Farmers a Legend. You've never been to a farm. Yes, he's been you to my family farm. I've been, I've been. I've been. To... No, you haven't. Shut up. <laughs> never happened. Never happened. You live in a technocracy. Just you and all of your nerds. This isn't even real. We're plugged into the Matrix. <laughs> no. Um. But then, so according to the poetic Edda, Freya has, like, that recounts a lot of the stories of Freya and pretty much the viewing in the beginning of Freya. Um, the Volspa contains a stanza that refers to Freya as Ooze Girl because her husband's name is Or. And in the beginning, she really didn't even have that much of a personality. She just became the wife of Or. But then as, as the story progresses and she maintains... Um, she becomes more of a of a person of interest. She becomes more defined as a character. Um, it was when she became first. She was like, "This is Or and his super hot wife Freya." And she does stuff, and then Or I, I have really not found a whole lot of what her husband does, other than now it seems like as history is remembered, and he kind of just wanders off and upsets Freya. That's what I found so far. Um, but as the legends progress and she becomes more defined as this like object of desirability, she gets into 
she gets into um, becoming more clear of what she represents. And it's, it, there's also some interesting points, too. Is It seems like every single instance in where somebody is trying to get involved with uh, Freya, Loki's instigating it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's funny. In the poem, um, Loksena, Loki accuses every woman in um in attendance it's uh every asgardian female that they're all whores that they're yeah. all actually like, you all sleep around i can't believe it you've and, all uh, fucked with everyone else except yeah. me <laughs> loki was an incel <laughs> he was. Loki sounds like a super incel right now he's like you've touched everyone's dick but mine mm. and Freya's response is like that is true but how dare you yeah <laughs> um it 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 seems like after this attempt according to the the poetic edda it sounds like and following this where loki's like nobody touches my penis uh he put out a lot of juice in order to really um make sure that she is as humiliated as often as possible um and they kind of go back with this tit for tat thing. Like he'll be like, "Hey, she's loose. She'll touch your penis. Do me a do me a favor." You know, like giving Thor's hammer to Throck, who mm-hmm. is like, "Keep this, and you can marry Freya." And that leads to the story of Thor dressing up like Freya and embarrassing everybody by being just not womanly. Um, or the story of let's let the giant, let's let this dude build our walls in Asgard. He can marry Freya and then leading to uh, Freya refusing and then having to go off and Loki having to go off and father Rag- all the monsters of Ragnarok. You know, um, or in order to get like, you want a really piece of cool piece of jewelry, cool, you've got to marry all these dwarves for one day at a time. Oh, yeah. And that's got her... Uh, yeah, basically, Lo- Loki... Uh... Loki tempted her with this really the most beautiful necklace ever fabricated, yeah, uh, but the price of which was was that she had to bone each of the dwarves <laughs> for a day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no <laughs> deal. I won't do them, but I'll marry them. And so she marries them for exactly one day at a time. Not in the book I read. Hmm? She boned them all, and Loki made fun yeah. of her for it. <laughs> The funny thing is, like, she owned it, mm-hmm. but then she owned it. She's like, You sleep around. He's like, Of course I do, but not with you. And he's like, Wow, that's even more humiliating than the town whore won't touch my penis. I think we know why uh, Loki would polymorph so often. <laughs> yeah, it's so much easier to get laid when I'm when I'm wild foul. <laughs> yeah, my see, I look at it more like. You want to touch my penis? No. And then he like turns into he's like, how about now? No. How about now? No. <laughs> I will find the proper combination. I will find the yeah, right? He's just mix and matching until she's like, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, it is funny though, because it's like there it, it seems to be the go-to. Mm-hmm. Like the, the number one motivator. And it never turns out well at all. And she's the goddess of. Well, so she's, she's also the. Um, she she didn't get kidnapped this time, but the giant who built the walls around As Asgard, 
uh, his price for building them the wall was uh, Freya's hand right. in marriage. Everybody's like super boned up about getting yeah. her. And- and it's just like, I mean, it's it. To be fair, I was like, if her like whole thing was like her, she's the goddess of beauty, fertility, and love. Like it kind of makes sense. I feel like in Greek and Roman myths that was going around with Aphrodite a lot too. Like everyone's always like, I want her attention, please. Yeah, Aphrodite seems a lot, but I don't know why though. But like Aphrodite seems a lot looser than Freya, like for some reason. Well, because she's she's simultaneously the god of love, like. She's just got Aphrodite's just got love and beauty, but like Freya's got like magic, and like she's also the god of like magic and like fertility and like uh, material possessions and all of it wrapped up in one thing instead of just like those couple things. it, it, but she's still the go-to. Like no matter what anybody, they, they don't even try to negotiate for anything else. It's like the go-to. Mm-hmm. Like I imagine if if any of these characters are real, yeah. It's like anytime somebody comes to the to the door of Asgard, being like, "Hey, I've got something for sale." Freya's just like, "God fucking damn it!" Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. She's like, "I hate this shit." So yeah. Hmm. Um. What do you, do you got anything? Oh, I was, uh, you mentioned that you couldn't find much on Frere, but I just found a uh, thing. Uh, her, her husband, Or. Oh, Other, yeah. Um, got a shitload of stuff. Oh, no, you, okay, never mind then. Um, it, yeah. I, I'm reading a thing that's, it's supposed that uh, Other might have also been, actually been Odin. That would make sense. And just like linguistic drift kind of like separated them out. Yeah. The funny thing is like when you look at the stuff, it, it's. Yeah, basically not- like some of this stuff is like, this is just like what this one Icelandic monk was able to put together like yeah. a thousand years later. So like, we don't know, like, we don't know how much is lost of this sort of like thing. And just it's like. An awful lot of yes and it into something. Yeah. You know, but. But, um, it it is, she does, again, I apologize, we had, it was chaotic week, so I would have had more put together for this, but everything didn't want me to do this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, it's funny that, though, like, with her beloved falcon cloak, how often Loki got to, Loki gets to borrow it, though. (laughs) All the time! (laughs) Then he would fuck her over immediately. Like, Mm -hmm. I... I really, for the life of me, cannot understand how anybody, how they kept him around. Like, literally putting up with Loki's shit is the reason everything went to shit. And they're like, he's a trickster guy. He's like that one friend. He's like that one friend that's like, he can be an asshole sometimes, but like, he's really funny. And he's really fun at parties, so you keep him around. I don't know. I don't really think. I don't really think uh, somebody tricking you into a gangbang of a bunch of giants is like that. Does that sounds like more of a? That doesn't sound like a trick. Well, but then he like, it, but then he fix it because then he like fixes it at the end. He's like, huh, it's just a joke, bro. I'll fix it, and then he fixes it. So it's like, yeah, the, the joke of killing Balder. <laughs> yeah, 
Except for that one. That well, that's the one that got him in like chained to a water under a waterfall, getting constantly blinded by a serpent, though. So to be fair, that's the point where he finally got his comeuppance. <laughs> Anything before that, he fixed his mistakes. That's the one where he fucked up. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, it's Brissing Men. Mm-hmm. Br- this is Brisinga Man, is what her necklace is. The one that she had to go and uh, bang a whole bunch of dudes. So mm-hmm. it's it's just a lot of a lot of the prose Edda writes through. Uh, it gives her a description of Folkvanger, which is a like if Valhalla was if Valhalla was like soaked in weed smoke, that would be that would be what Folkvanger is. It seems like a much more low-key place is it because it seems like it was between folk like it doesn't matter like kind of like which one you end up with it's like either way you're like an honored warrior it's just like freya gets half <laughs> yeah Folkvanger is a meadow or field root over by freya where half of those that die in combat go out and go after death mm-hmm. um and i think I, it, there's not a whole lot that I found on it, but it seems like uh, there was a common saying where a world weary woman would die that she would when she would be she would declare, "I will never taste food again until they dine with Freya." Mm-hmm. But I think maybe it was like a thing where like men go to Valhalla and women go to. Hulk. There's also a thing I, I I think I saw one time where like women who died in childbirth uh, got to go to Folkvanger as well, because, you know, that Makes that's sense. still, like, warrior. <laughs> yeah, that's more than most men will ever do. Yeah. I mean, witnessing a child being born, you're like, holy fuck! Yeah. I don't. I thought my wife was awesome, and then when, uh, like, oh. I watched the baby actually come out, I was like, that is the single most badass thing about Interesting. Me. So I'm reading a little account, uh, the Solapather, or Solapather, uh, which is where the this account of like the whole necklace originates from, uh, and it's it was written around. Uh, looks like it was written in like the 13th century by like some like Christian No, uh, by some Christian monks, and it's believed. Uh, that basically it was written as a smear piece to make Norse pagan gods look bad. I'm really thinking that's starting to be the case because the more I dig into it, like a lot of it is like, <laughs> I would kill for somebody from Norway who's like, oh yeah, we pass these stories down forever. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of them really, as we try to dig deeper in a lot of these, a lot of them really just seem to be phoned in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? like, right. Like, wow, this is- well, there aren't a whole lot of primary sources of it, you know. What does historical Christianity seem to do really well? Smear campaigns. Mm-hmm. They are incredible at it. Yeah. We're good at two things. Converting, talking shit. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yeah, apparently in in Norse culture, um, well, I'll start with what I know of, of, uh, of Mexican culture. In Spanish, there's uh, albures. Or sexual euphemisms, or, or um, 
or, or they don't even need to be sexual. They're just they're just dirty euphemisms. Mm-hmm. In uh, in in Norse culture, there is flighting or flitting, which is a contest of insulting the other person, but you have to mm-hmm. do it in verse. Yeah, it's rap battles. Yeah, Ancient yeah, rap and, battles. Yeah, and, and Loki. The, the origin of rap battles was by the whitest people known to man. Apparently, and, and Loki was renowned for his ability uh, to do this, to mm-hmm. insult uh, in verse. So, oh, yeah, yeah. You remember reading that as well, that Loki so is... That's, that means it's an, art, it's an art form and a science to these people. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. E- even his like note in the poetic Edda where like Loki got drunk and he goes, Be silent, Freya, for fully I know thee, sinless thou art not thyself. Of the gods and elves who are gathered here, each one as thy lover has lain. <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> fuck off. You a hoe. You a hoe. In the background, he's got all of his friends dancing around, be like, oh. <laughs> yeah. oh shit. Freya, verily, thine art for the streets. And again, this is like probably, again, we're looking at the lens through the poetic Edda. Like, this is written by a monk, dude. This is like uh, uh, the women in, it seems like the women in Norse and Germanic societies were judged more harshly than men for their perceived sexual improprieties. So like, yeah, it's like, yeah, like Freya laid with all these guys, but the guys did it in return. So who's the worst one? (laughs) Like, you know, yeah. Blah. Anyway, it's a fun one. See, you got anything, Brennan? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at stories that involve Freya. She has many, many names that are attributed to her. Freya, Frigg, uh, Freya. I mean, it's believed that she's like the origin of like where the, um. Friday came from. Oh yeah, yeah, because uh, that Thor's... was Friday. I thought that was Fry Friday. Thor's Thor. I'm Day. seeing multiple. Yeah. Wednesday was uh, Wotan or Odin's o- Day. Odin's Day. Uh. Uh. Tuesday was Tears Day. Yeah, Tear the the God of War, right? Yeah. There's a lot of gods of war. I do like this one. There is um. The story of, oh God, Hrungnir. Hrungnir. It's Hrungnir. Um, yeah, that one's Hrungnir. convincing. I'll, I'll stick a bet on this one. What one? Hrungnir. Yeah, that sounds better. Um, and this is another one that involves Freya. Uh, Hrungnir, or Hrungnir, uh, comes into Asgard and challenges Odin uh, to a contest. And the wager is uh, you have to kill. If the, the loser has to kill his steed. So it's Schlepnir versus uh, being faster than Hrungnir's steed, Gullfoxy. So it's like, I bet my horse is faster than yours. And they get in there, and of course Schlepnir wins. And so now you've got Schlepnir... Slepnir wins, so Gullifax has to be killed. And he does it, of course, because they're super okay with killing their own shit. 
And then he doesn't leave. Instead of leaving, he decides to get shit-faced. And he gets shit-faced, then starts making stuff that he's going to move Valhalla to Jotunheim. He's going to bury Asgard, kill all the gods, with the exception of Freya and Sif, because they're hot. They're going to come home with him. And Freya is the only one. And he's like, bring me more drink. And all the gods are like, no, fuck that. And Freya's like, I got you. And she brings him more booze. And... Then, after he gets really hammered, she calls for Thor, and Thor just comes in and kills him. End of story. Hmm. Wow. And I'm like, and Thor's like, why did he kill him? Uh, because Freya was serving him booze like a commoner. Mm. Oh, because she was, like, serving him, even though she was, like, the lady. Yeah. Like, again, it's another one of those things that doesn't make any sense. Like, these are just, they don't. I, I read hmm. down disjointed because the stories are disjointed. There is no like there's no real way that I was able to put into like a cohesive narrative what she does. It's just like a bunch of yes and stories. It's oh. like and then what happened? Um, then she I, I would it. argue it's pro that's probably because um, in like the Norse mythology stuff, it's a much more male-centered culture at the time. So like, yeah, Freya's the prize to be won or the thing that's being fought for most of the time, as opposed to the like, like she's never the hero of any of these stories. She's like the thing that like is being fought for. So that's probably why, like, it's very disjointed history. That's why it's easier to follow like stuff like Thor or Odin or right. Or Loki. Speaking to that, there are, I'd say, at least half of the depictions of, of Freya visually that I'm seeing, she's topless. Oh, yeah. She got her boobs out a lot. Or completely uh, naked. That's uh, so, funny said that because I just yeah. scrolled up on my notes. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, male, that's male gaze. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> for sure. Yeah. It's funny as you're, as you're saying it, um, I've got a, a page pulled up, and as you're saying, she's portrayed as topless. I rolled into the. Anders Zorn Freya from 1901, where she's butt ass naked, just laying there, spread eagle. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's like really like centerfold. Yes, yeah, it, it is exactly like a centerfold. There is nothing beautiful about this. This is pretty much just like a drunken. Get it? You want very, to very lascivious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally, she's just sitting there with a cooter out, being like, "You want it? Come for it." You yeah. know. <laughs> How ribald. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um it's hmm. Hmm. it I think that's the observation that makes the most sense is she embodies desire. Like she embodies all of the things that you could want. You know, like Ben Ben brought up with you know, her animal is the boar. That's that's a it's a creature that is food and it is a creature that can be created you can use for Clothing, you could pick. They, they have a lot of uses. Mm -hmm. Um, it is she literally cries money. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, there's that. She's beautiful. Um, according to this picture, uh, she's thick. <laughs> according to the painting, she's uh, she got a lot going on. Um, and she's a, she's the embodiment of all that that you know you would desire at the time a person that that brings few food and security and you know is an arm mm -hmm. candy trophy why wouldn't you look for that mm -hmm. um 
And it does, it, a lot of it does kind of keep her as something that is to be possessed as opposed to like a powerful like goddess. And um, I think when you, when you mentioned that, like I think of all of the gods, the goddesses, of, the goddesses of Norse myth, which is, uh, you know, the ones that come to mind are Frigg, Sif, Idun, and... Freya, and they all seem to serve a purpose. They all seem to have, I do, you know, she, her only job is to grow the apples of immortality, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah, and then Sif is the, the wife of Thor. I don't really know anything that she's actually done other than get her hair cut off and replaced with solid gold by Loki. Not willingly. He cut her hair off and then had to have gold. As a joke. And then otherwise Thor was going to, I think, kill him. Thor's got kill him. one solution. Thor's Kill. One hammer. Hammer. Yeah. Smash. <laughs> yeah. Drink drink or hammer. Yeah. He's like, if I'm not drinking, I must be smashing. Like the OG Incredible Hulk. I'm starting to wonder if like the hammer actually had like a uh, had like a like a stein in the top of it. And so it was just like the same thing. It's hollow. There's just a stopper. <laughs> yeah. Stopper like, like the peace pipe to mm -hmm. like the peace pipe. Uh yeah. Yeah. That was popularized. I don't actually know if that ever was a thing. Like, I don't think they actually smoked tobacco out of a tomahawk. I think that was like a Hollywood thing. They'd just be like, look at how savage they are. They're getting stoned. Wow. Yeah, I'm not familiar enough with uh, that to make a comment. So, yeah. Yeah. I I am not. Well, I mean, not I, touching I that. <laughs> I, I guarantee you it'll vary from tribe to tribe and location. Yeah. So like peyote, I don't know if if what's in the the uh, southwest would be available on the other side of the continental United States. So maybe it was enjoyed by some tribes and not by others. But mm -hmm. um, what I do know is the Norse had their analog, which was mead and lots of it. Yeah, and, that that apparently was the water was bad because they drank mead all fucking day. But um, but that's the thing. I wouldn't be surprised if the consumption of alcohol was. I mean, you knew it was sterile. You knew it was safe. Um, that was that was how it was in in the Middle Ages in England. Why they drank so much is because yeah. the water was shit. Huh. Yeah, like they, they could not. Um, the the ration for slaves in Egypt who built the pyramids was beer, because it was yep. you could be made in large vats. It, it had calorific content and it wouldn't go bad. Uh, the water they couldn't be as sure. Mm -hmm. So, um, I know in like the Northmen and in Vikings, I there are a lot of uh, examples of shamans and wise men in, in in Norse culture, at least in popular culture, that take hallucinogens. I don't know if that was uh, native to uh, you know Norway or Sweden. Um, perhaps they traded it because it, it's known that they they traded up the Mediterranean and, and continental Europe and, and so on. So perhaps they obtained it. Um, but I've seen recent popular culture examples where, uh, you know, Vikings are getting stoned. I don't know. I don't know how accurate that is, but that is something. Why do you for. have meetings, Dad? Uh, so I just found an interesting one. Uh, this is not necessarily around the mythology, but it's a hist historical thing. Uh, apparently... Uh, there's never been evidence of necessarily like a cult of Freya per se, uh, but uh, there's a time in uh, Iceland around 1000 C CE uh, 
uh, right before they had like started a conversion or full conversion to Christianity, um, where a, um, a man, uh, there's a man by the name of Hjalti Skagiason, who's a supporter of, who was a supporter of Christianity at the time. He was outlawed for blasp- blasphemy from Iceland after calling Freya a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh get out uh at 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 a parliament meeting so uh so there was still like uh, like as late as that time in 1000 CE that she was uh worshiped at least by that point so that's just i just read that and i was like oh that's that's actually interesting no you i told you to wait or, or uh, worshiped or at the very least venerated um like i i highly doubt that there are still uh, Gaelic pagans, or at least in large numbers in Ireland, but mm-hmm. Cullen is still um, shown in bronze. First in Gitterix of the yeah. Celts de- was uh, defeated by Rome. There's still there's a statue of him, I believe, in Paris. Mm-hmm. So you know, wow. they're yeah, they're still venerated heroes. So I, yeah. I, I see that here, at least. Yeah, and I mean, um, it's 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 interesting because you could even see um freya still in like a lot of popular culture stuff so she's obviously in the marvel things because apparently we just threw all of the the marvel all the norse gods into marvel comics uh but recent more recently in um god of war she's in there uh prominently um it was um it's funny you said this because we're all the suspicion of how it's done by Christian, wow, it's like kind of like twisted by Christian. I just found this short narrative called the Soul of Pater. Yeah, I don't even, I'm not even going to fucking try this anymore. That's uh, that one I was talking about. Where they basically, that's where the origin of that one myth where she just like slept with for the necklace. Okay. Oh, is there? There's a second part of it. The chapter two, Loki, under the service of Odin, found out about Freya's actions and told Odin. Mm-hmm. That, and Odin told Loki to get the necklace and bring it. To, and Loki said, no one can enter Freya's bower against her will, so it would not be an easy task. Yet Odin told him to come, not to come back until he found a way to get the necklace. So Loki snuck in, and he transformed himself into a fly, having, uh, and he after having trouble to find even the tiniest of entrances, he managed to find a tiny hole at the gable top where he had to squeeze to get into, even as a fly. Mm -hmm. Having made his way into Freya's quarter, Loki looked around to make sure no one was awake, found that Freya was asleep, landed on her bed, and noticed she was wearing the necklace. Clasp turned downward. And nothing else. Yeah. Loki turned into a flea, jumped onto Freya's cheek where he bit her. She stirred, turning, and then he fell asleep. He removed the flea shape, undid her collar, opened the bower, and went to o- and left o- to Odin. The next morning, Freya woke, saw that the doors of her bower were open, yet unbroken, and her precious necklace was gone. She had an idea who was responsible. She got dressed and went to Odin. She told Odin of the malice he had allowed against her and the theft of her necklace. She should give it back. <laughs> Odin said... That given how she obtained it, she will never get it back. That is, with one acceptance, she could have it back if she could make two kings, themselves ruling 20 kings each, battle one another, cast a spell so that each time one of their number falls in battle, they will spring up and fight again, and that that must go on eternally 
unless a Christian man of a particular stature goes into battle and smites them, only then will they stay dead. Interesting. Agreed. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, <laughs> that that whole story doesn't make any sense. That's the one I was talking about. It's a propaganda piece. <laughs> They're sitting there being like, you've sucked so much dick, madame. She's like, I have sucked dick for this necklace. Disgusting. And then they created the Arthurian legends. Like, essentially, you must create King Arthur. Oh, okay. Like, it may, it's, it's the oh, is that, it's, that's, it's suggesting that this is like the King Arthur is the Christian man that would no, unite my own interpretation. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That was a big deal last... That was a big deal around the time. You know, 7th... I don't know exactly the Arthurian legends. I want to say it's like the 7th century. But... Maybe it's when it first like, started popping up, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like... I feel like that's there. But it would have already established itself pretty heavily at that point in time. Um, so when this was written in like the 13th or 14th century... Um, it's our it, it it's already going to be there. So then they can be like, see, because one thing they love to do is create prophecy based off shit that's already happened. And they'd be like, see, it's already come true. So yeah, um, it, it's it would it would make sense because I mean it all tracks for the Arthurian legends, and um, that would that would work. But in this version, in the Sola Pater, she's um prescribed she's described as like even though she's married she's also odin's concubine you yeah. know mm, weird yeah so she's like like she's she's like you are the hottest of the hat well that's why i think there's like disagreement on scholars on whether or not she was also like odin's wife or whatever and it's just right. like because there's like eight different languages that are all talking about the same gods and goddesses we yeah. end up with different pronunciations correct yeah it's 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 just she just uh, there's no consistent narrative about it it was definitely this was a story that was that you could clearly tell it's one it's it's been lost to you know, translation. The, the the source of 90% of our information is from a monk in the 13th century. You mm -hmm. know, he's going to he's gonna put their values in. So if the Norse were, like, super cool with having sex with everybody all the time, uh, the Christians were not. So that's going to be represented. Um, mm -hmm. It's a lot of hearsay and a lot of if-ands, uh, yes-anding into a disjointed narrative. All we could figure out is that Freya's hot. She cries money. Uh, she really likes a necklace. You could swayed with jewelry. Is is often objectified or made the objective <laughs> male deity's desires. Yeah. It, it sounds like a drunken story of if you could have seen her, you'd understand. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know... An entire series of legends have been built around, man, if you were there and you could have seen her, you'd have been, you'd get it, you know. But this disjointed, this disjointed uh, series of stories is still one of the driving points of the, the more interesting of the Norse myths. Um, I think that's it. I think that's mm -hmm. all we got right now. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I think that with that, we're probably going to get wrapped up here. Uh, Joel, I know we've talked about uh, continuing this campaign through the Norse myths. Uh, what, what, what did we have left on the possible docket? The next episode is... Uh, well, in my notes, I put it as Nalfagar. What the fuck? Uh, because it's all it's going to focus on all of the weird stuff that are in Norse myth. Um, okay. And uh, Nalfagar, Nagelfar, is the ship made out of all the dead's toenails and hair. Ah, the, wow. Yeah. That and, and among other things, there's all the other weird stuff. Yeah, all the other weird stuff, like the 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 beast that they cook for in Valhalla where every, they kill it and cook it every single day. Mm. And it just resurrects at night. Like mm. that, you know, Thor's goats, like why it's cool that he has goats to pull his chariot and he also eats them. Okay. Like um, all, all the kind of like stranger stuff. So basically it's the uh, Norse, Norse mythology errata section. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, what the hell is going on with that one? Well, I think. And then I don't know if you guys want. We can continue it to the 10 episodes or we could stop and let Brendan nerd himself out on some Warhammer 40K. I think at this point, I think we I think we 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 wrap up Norse myth with some like, here's some weird Norse myth stuff. Like, I'm, and a little, then, I'm a little Norse mythed out. Yeah. And then uh, let's delve into the world of. Warhammer 40k or fantasy if you want, Brendan. Nope, let's stick with 40k. Let's only keep one line of weird for that one. Very well. Uh, it's, it's a bigger property. It yeah. Makes sense. yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to go with weird, 40k is fucking weird. <laughs> 40, 40k is, if you compare it to an ancient civilization, it would be Rome. It takes, if it, oh, finds, really? if it finds something interesting. I remember the armies of Nurgle in Rome when Not I was reading. Not just not just visually from like the Ultramarines, but I mean it. Every piece of of, of interesting story from science fiction in the past sixty years, forty k has taken and amalgamated. Mm -hmm. So they've they've taken a little bit from Foundation for the Mechanicus. They've taken uh, destroying AI from Dune. Um, you know, psychers yeah. from yeah, Dune. Yeah, the episode starts in two weeks. Put your notes together because you're the one researching that. Very All well. Right. Yeah. Okay, so with that, we're gonna. So, are we, does that mean we're gonna do start doing Warhammer uh, next time? No, nope, the... we're gonna do after. We're gonna do the the boat of hair and fingernails. Okay, in Norse myth, like the stuff that you're like, why in the hell is that even a thing? Okay, and then, so not next. Not okay, the, you said in two weeks, so I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. So two weeks from now will be our final. We might come back and visit some more Norse shit, but our final episode uh, for the Norse stuff for the time being. Um, and then in four weeks, we start a new section led by Mr. Mertens about Warhammer 40K. All right. Uh, so with that, remember, catch our uh, brand new D&D &D campaign on Thursday. But other than that, we'll see you again on Thursday. Thanks, everybody, for watching, and we'll see you again then.